Yeah, I was mentioning um, the situation in Le Mans that I saw on Twitter. Um, it's a small, uh, small community um, south and east of Calgary. Apparently, and I got a text from a listener saying, "Hey, thanks for mentioning the severe weather in Lamond uh, slash Milo. Yeah, Milo also down there, um, small farming community southeast of Calgary on Saturday. I have family that lives there, and there's been no coverage of this storm anywhere. They had over seven inches of rain in 45 minutes. There's flooding, crop damage, cattle deaths, water in basement, and zero coverage." On any media. So thank you for acknowledging it. Yeah, like I say, I saw it on social media, some reports from people just documenting. Because I think what happened is it was a storm that was passing through and stalled, right? And that's the worst thing. It was a heavy storm. And usually, you know how a thunderstorm is. It moves through pretty quick. It's here. It's gone. Uh, But when they stop and they stall out and just continually dump that rain like that, you get the seven inches of rain that fell on Le Monde and caused all kinds of problems. They need the moisture in parts of Alberta, especially in the south and east. Not that much moisture. <laughs> I mean, that's that's the issue. But, uh, I mean, I guess it's severe weather season. I think, I don't know what the official start is, but I know a guy who does. Uh, let's find out. We're going to chat now with uh, Nevin Demiliano, who is uh, with Prairie Storm Chasers. Uh, Nevin, thanks for joining us. Appreciate your time. Thanks so much, Jay. Um, so, okay, yeah, severe weather season. Is there an official start date? Yeah, I'm, I mean, I think it's already started for yeah. sure. I think for us it's, it's really May through to September, but uh, the most active stuff we see in June, July, and August. Yeah, that's when it really, really ramps up. Now, th- how have we seen, like you say, we, we do see storms throughout May and into June for sure, early June. Um, this storm that we saw in southeast Alberta this weekend, or just southeast of Calgary, I mean, seven inches of rain. So, I mean, how has the start of severe weather season gone so far? Some big storms, obviously. Yeah, it's it's been interesting for sure, and and uh, that southern Alberta storm was was definitely interesting to watch. Uh, two days really that they had rain in that area from storms, uh, and it was very dry before that, which doesn't help either. I think I saw one of the farmers in the area uh, post that they got their two years of rain that they were looking for in like one day. So, yeah. Uh, all at once is not always ideal, and it was a very small area. So, but this is the things that that can happen in Alberta and on the prairies, and and this is the the season for it. Hey, Nevin, I think for me, Twister is when I started to hear about storm chasers, and I, I think when that movie came out, I was working in Swift Current, Saskatchewan, and uh, there were twisters. I mean, that's what happens in this part of the world. So it became sort of a thing. What about you? Like, how long has this been part of your life? This kind of storm chasing activity. Sure. Uh, probably over 12 years now. Um, I've been interested in weather for my whole life, and it kind of started from a fear and turned into really curiosity and then a, a pursuit, really. Um, so, yeah, but that's how about 12 years now I've been chasing. And when you're chasing, you ever get yourself in any wild situations? I mean, when you're chasing, how, how successful have you been as a chaser? Uh, yeah, I think, always, I think all of our chasers kind of have some stories, uh, and it's not always just about tornadoes. It's, it's sometimes... Lightning uh, is very <laughs> a very dangerous thing when we're out there, and also big hail, obviously. So yeah. definitely in Saskatchewan around Swift Current, I've gotten to some situations where the windshield didn't look so good after. No, I hear you. Absolutely, no question. So, I mean, it, it's not possible to sit here on June 7th and say, hey, it's going to be this kind of severe weather season or this kind or that kind. We don't know, do we? We have to wait and see how it plays out? That's totally right. Yeah, it's. Uh, I think the next couple of weeks will really be a good telling sign how much moisture we get and just what, how the weather patterns set up. 
Um, what was last year like? I'm wondering with the intense heat that we saw. You remember how hot it was, and I know heat is a factor for severe weather a lot of the time. Did it cause more severe weather? No, it, it actually prevented a lot of severe weather. When we talk about that heat dome, it's often associated with a ridge of high pressure. And so that was kind of centered over BC for a lot of uh, last summer. And so we didn't see those low pressure systems come across the prairies like we normally do. And that's what you need, right? You need a change in the weather. If it just stays hot, we're fine. That's right. That's right. We can still get thunderstorms and we can still get severe weather, but it, it's it's a different kind and, and, and different uh kind of things that we have to think about with uh, more wind events and things like that, or lightning starting fires and things like that. Uh, in terms of how you prep, I mean, how does it work for you? I always wonder because we, we're talking about a large part of the world. When we're talking about, you know, even if you just say Saskatchewan and Alberta, and you've got to be where the storm is that day. I mean, how, how, do, you, how do you tackle sort of being a storm chaser? That's my favorite part. I'm so glad you asked that question. <laughs> because for me, it's, it's kind of like, it's, it's almost like solving a puzzle yeah. or, or trying to pick the best place to be at a certain time. And uh, just like any meteorologist would use, we use all those tools like satellite and weather models to try to simulate the atmosphere and, and predict where all those ingredients that we need are going to come together. And it doesn't always work out. Um, the science isn't perfect. And I, I think everybody knows that just from looking at a forecast. But it does give us the ability to plan. And I think when we're storm chasing, we never go into a severe weather setup without a plan. We know which way the storm should be moving, yep. uh, how fast. And and I say, even if you're going out camping, like getting that forecast is so important because then you can have an idea of what's in the cards for that day. Yeah, so a lot of what you do, I mean, you're you're trying to find it, you're trying to seek it out, but a lot of the information that you're gathering and the preparations you're making, they can apply to all of us in this part of the world. Absolutely, for sure. And I think it really does help uh, in that situation where you're really exposed, like camping or on a road trip. And just knowing what's in the cards and knowing that you might be able to find uh, a better structure to hide out in if something arises or you get that warning across your phone. Yeah, 100%, no question. Uh, Nevin, best of luck this severe weather season, and uh, we'll be in touch as it rolls along. You bet. Thank you. Thank you, sir. That is Nevin Demiliano, who is with Prairie Storm Chasers, and this is what he does. Uh, This is what he spends his time on, and uh, he's not alone. There's a lot of people that do this. I, I... I'm definitely um, more aware of severe weather than I was growing up. I think if you were in this part of the world, especially if you were in Edmonton in 1987, the Black Friday changed the way we view severe weather, and not just here, but across the province and across the country, in fact. You you know, the tornado that tore through Edmonton. Uh, Suddenly, tornadoes were something we were all... Um, more aware of. I was actually out of town when it happened. I was on vacation in the Okanagan. So I missed Black Friday. But um, uh, another major tornado that struck Alberta happened in Pine Lake in, I don't know. I don't know when Pine Lake was. Probably 2000 and something, I would guess. Somewhere around there, 2003, 2004 maybe. And uh, I was working for Global Edmonton on TV and that tornado hit and we were dispatched there and spent the whole day there doing doing hits and there's something that changed for me when you walk into this campground which is where the tornado hit and you see boats in trees 
or you see trailers hanging from trees and you know they're talking about well there's a bunch of trailers that used to be here but are now in the lake and you see you know trees sheared off and sent through the air like missiles like i wasn't even there for the storm but you see the aftermath you see the destruction you see the damage and it really makes you recognize how dangerous um, these storms can be, you know, and there was a loss of life at Pine Lake too, uh, just like there was on Black Friday. So it's not something to be trifled with. And I think we've all learned that lesson um, through a couple of tragic incidents uh, in this part of the world where we now know and we're a lot better equipped to deal with. But like Nevin said, a lot of the stuff that he does, you know, sort of spells out where he's going to go based on he wants to be as close to these storms as he can be to document them. But the information that he uses to get him there is the same information that we can use if we're going to be there. 